Hello everyone. Join me, a small medium at large, as we explore the world of spirit, energy, tarot, mediumship, psychic abilities, angels, oracles, paranormal activity and basically anything downright spooky. If any, some or all of those things interest you, then you've come to the right place, my friends. I'm Melanie Mahmood and welcome to the Spirit Level Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Spirit Level Podcast. And at the time of recording, we are still on lockdown number three. So how are you? Are you all okay? What are you doing to stay positive in these very strange and turbulent times? It's about three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon here in Hufty Bridge. And as I look out of the window, I can see that the frost is still on the rooftops and out on the trees in the woods, and it's a, a tad chilly here, so we've had to go out and buy a heater for the loft so that we can record this episode, because it's been about minus two. So uh, wherever you are, I hope you are keeping warm, I hope you're keeping positive, and welcome to the show. Coming up in this week's show, and to try and bring a bit of sunshine into your little corner, We are going to be talking about crystals and we've got some time for tarot. So we're going to start our journey into the mysteries of the tarot deck and what each of the cards means. And I've also been sent some questions by listeners, which I'm really excited about because I genuinely have no idea what these questions are. So let's get started with Crystal Corner. Welcome to the first of what I hope you will find is an interesting, informative and helpful series which I'm calling Crystal Corner. Before we get to today's crystal, I just wanted to go into a few details as to why crystals are so important. And it's not spookiness, it's not mumbo jumbo or any hippy dippy stuff, it's actual science because all things give out energy and energy is matter as we know, E equals MC squared. All matter has its own individual frequency, as does each and every crystal. So the frequency of the crystal can have an effect on your energy, your energetic field and your aura. And that is why crystals have their own properties, both spiritual and physical, which when used by the individual, either worn, held or taken as an elixir. I will explain what an elixir is in further forthcoming episodes. These crystals can benefit you on both an emotional, physical and spiritual level. We use crystals in everyday life. For example, quartz is used in watches as it can produce electricity when placed under mechanical stress. And quartz crystals maintain a precise frequency standard which helps to maintain the movement of a watch or a clock. So it makes the timepieces very accurate. Quartz is also used in radios, microprocessors and many other technological and industrial applications. In medical applications and procedures, crystals are frequently used. I myself had a tattoo removed by a laser and the laser's tips were ruby and emerald, both crystals. Crystals are used every day by many people in various settings and for numerous purposes. And anything that's got a silicon chip works because of the properties 
of the crystalline structure of silicon because silicon is a semiconductor. So your smartphone and computer are such common examples of how we use crystals every day. So I hope that you're going to enjoy hearing about the crystals coming up in this section over the next few weeks. And I'm absolutely delighted to say that the first crystal I'm going to talk about is one of my favourite crystals. It's my favourite because it's my birthstone. It's the birthstone for February and the star sign Pisces. And it's also my favourite colour, which is purple. So today I'm going to talk about amethyst. So amethyst is really versatile and it comes in loads of different forms. So you can have it as a tumbled stone that you can use in crystal grids, which I'll talk about more later, and also in jewellery because it can be cut uh, at a really high grade and it's just a beautiful, beautiful purple colour. So the name amethyst has its origins in Greek mythology and according to the myths, the Greek god of wine, Bacchus, was angry for some bizarre and strange reason and declared that the next person he saw would be eaten by his pet tigers. And I, like many of you, I'm sure, never leave home without my pet tigers for a stroll around the neighbourhood. So off Bacchus goes, like one half of an ancient Siegfried and Roy act, and comes across Amethyst, a young lady on her way to pray at the Temple of Diana. Bacchus, on seeing Amethyst, ordered his tigers to attack her and as they sprang forward, the goddess Diana, who had been keeping a wary eye out on this situation, turned Amethyst into a crystal so no harm would come to her. So Bacchus, on seeing this, became remorseful and as an act of contrition poured wine over the crystalline form of Amethyst, which is why Amethysts have the beautiful purple and wine-coloured hues. And this might also be the reason why for many years it was thought that amethysts prevented drunkenness and intoxication. It's never worked for me, I have to assure you. But amethyst is a very powerful and highly spiritual stone. It's often used in religious practices across all the world religions. And it's believed to be able to control evil thoughts, increase intelligence and protect travellers from attack and soldiers from harm. Its main use, however, is a, a very powerful, powerful psychic stone. It's linked to the third eye chakra, so it raises the vibration and psychic ability. So it's extremely beneficial in these respects, as well as being a great aid in meditation. So if you are looking to increase your psychic powers, this is the stone for you. It's also a very good stone for focus and success, great for new projects and bringing new ideas to the table. It's also a great benefit to the bereaved, helping with change or anything to do with general transition. So with regards to amethyst, here's a little piece of advice. Please, please, please do not cleanse amethyst in sunlight. Sunlight destroys the colour and it weakens the internal structure and just basically generally dulls the stone. So if you're going to cleanse this stone, do so in water or in moonlight. I'll do an episode in the future in Crystal Corner about cleansing and how to look after your crystals and maintain their properties. So that is amethyst. 
and with it the first crystal in the series if you'd like to hear some more information about amethysts its healing property and use then please get in touch i'll help you as best i can stay tuned to find out what crystal will be featured next episode and that is crystal corner Now we're going to move on to the part of the show which I genuinely have no idea about. It's time for your questions. So thank you everyone who's taken the time to send a question in to me. I'll try and answer them and if I can't then I will find someone who can. So it's over to my producer Mr M who has been guarding the questions. So Mr M, fire away. Thank you, Mel, and uh, thank you to everybody who's been in contact with us. Your first question comes from somebody who... um, I'm sure this isn't his real name. Obi-Wan Caboni from Sherbourne and Elmet, North Yorkshire, who asks, what's the difference between a medium and a psychic? Oh, okay, right. There is a big difference between uh, being a medium and a psychic. So uh, if you're talking about psychic energy, everybody's psychic. It's that sixth sense, that gut feeling that you have, that we've had since man existed it's the it's the feeling that keeps you safe and stops you from getting eaten by wild animals it's the fight or flight kind of situation so everybody's got that so it's just a knowing a gut feeling about a person a situation and if you use that muscle on a regular basis you get really good at kind of feeling a situation and the energy of another person so that's basically what psychic means you are reading the energy of somebody who is i don't know opposite you or a situation that you are currently in mediumship is a totally different ball game in mediumship you are tapping into an external energy source if you like it's a higher vibrational energy it even feels different on a psychic level the energy is quite thick and a bit treacly like it's it feels heavy whereas when you're linking into mediumship you're linking into the spirit realm the energy is much lighter it's fizzier it's like champagne bubbles and it's a much higher vibration and you are linking in with an external source of intelligence so it's linking in to upstairs as i call it rather than linking into somebody who is stood next to me now, all mediums are psychic, not all psychics are mediums. So we are all born with an innate psychic ability. Not everybody is born with the ability to connect with the spirit realm. Now, there is a big debate in the school of thought that says mediums are born, they're not made, and that they can't be made. Uh, I don't know where I sit with that, to be honest. Um Natural born mediums such as myself, I've just always known uh, I've got this ability um, and that's what I was able to build on. But that was my choice and my spiritual path. I do know of most mediums that I have my acquaintance have always known that they've had this ability. I don't know of anybody of my acquaintance that has, has just decided they want to be a medium and gone for training or gone on courses and miraculously have been able to connect with spirit. I th- I personally think it's a gift that people are born with. So I hope that answers that question and kind of like shows you what the difference between 
being psychic and mediumship is. So what's the next question, Mr. N? Thank you, Mel. Um, <clears throat> our next question comes from Gracie, who says, when you are, and she said, liaising with the dead, can you see them, hear them, or both? Or is it neither? Is it just that you know what they're wanting to say? Oh, good question. This starts to talk about the different clairvoyant skills that a medium has. So clairvoyance is the one that most people know because they've heard the term before clairvoyant and that just means clear seeing. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you see a spirit with your physical eyes. I have seen spirit with my physical eyes but it's a rare rare phenomena because it, it takes so much energy to manifest in that fashion. So the way that I see spirit is with my uh, psychic eye, so my third eye, so I see a picture of them in my head. So I can liken it to, if I imag- if I asked you to right now, think about your childhood bedroom, for example. So if, you, if I say to you, Mr. M, can you think about your childhood bedroom? Can you see that bedroom in your mind's eye? Yes, I can. And that's what it's like. So I see a person in my mind's eye and I know that it's not from my memory and I'm not making it up. It's those images are being implanted by spirit into my brain, if you like. So it's the same with the hearing. So I will hear it. I'll hear a name or I'll hear a, a place name in my head. Um, and I know it's not coming from me. I know it's come from external because it bears no relation to any memory that I've got. So it will pop into my head and I'll hear it with my inner voice, if you like. I have heard spirit speak to me directly. My grandparents do it all the time, as you well know. And and just as I'm falling asleep, I'll hear my nan say my name and it'll wake me up. But I just find it really comforting because it means that they're still around and looking after me. So it's, it's also knowing... It's a bit like charades. I get images and I get symbols and I get memories, but I know they're not mine. And it's kind of piecing them all together like a game of charades and trying to get that message across. But ultimately, for me, mediumship is about evidence of the existence of the soul after physical death. It's about bringing comfort and peace to people who are bereaved and it's about showing that this is not this is not it you know there is no such thing as death there is physical death we get rid of this body this physical piece of us but our soul and our spirit carries on into the afterlife if you want to call it heaven paradise whatever you want to call it but that's that's what i know and and what i know to be true so i'm not here to convert anybody i'm not interested in in whether you believe me or not or you will you don't uh, i'm i'm frankly I'm not really bothered. Uh, it's just what I know uh, and what I've experienced. Thank you, Mel. Uh, our next question comes from somebody who calls themselves the Oath Keeper from Pontifract, and they ask, "What are your thoughts on burning incense to cleanse a room?" Oh, good question, Oath Keeper. Um, I, I often use incense, and I often use sage, particularly to cleanse uh, any room or house or environment where there's been negativity 
it's it's about intention and it's about raising the vibration of the energy in the room uh, and asking spirit to come in sometimes to clear it if necessary. It does work. Uh, I have given sage and advice to people who've who've contacted me saying that they've, they've got an issue with their child who's experiencing something in their bedroom at night and they're not sure what's happening. Um, I've I've told them what to do. I've I've sent them the links for for Sage and how to get hold of some, and they've always come back to me and said it's it's solved the situation. So you you know you can take what you want from that, but I'm a strong believer in it. I believe in incense. Um, I think a lot of the major religions do. If you think about the major religions, Catholics they burn incense in the church. The Buddhists burn incense at the temples. It's all about um, raising the vibration. So, excellent question. And absolutely, yes, totally believe in it. Thank you. So, there's some awesome questions there. Thank you so much for taking the time to ask them. I hope I've answered them to your satisfaction. Please get in touch with us if you have any burning questions on any topic relating to spirituality or mediumship or tarot. Details of how to contact us. There are many ways to contact us. You can get us by email. Our address is thespiritlevel22 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook groups under The Spirit Level. We're on Twitter at The Spirit Level U, capital U at the end. We can also be found on Instagram. Just search for me, Melanie Mahmood. On Wix.com, search for The Spirit Level or you can visit the website. There's loads of free resources available and courses. And if you want to book a personal reading online with me, our website is www.thespiritlevel.co.uk. I really look forward to hearing from you. I want this to be as interactive as possible. I want to build a community where everybody's welcome and there are no daft questions and it's all about sharing. So I look forward to hearing from you soon. I love my tarot cards and I simply don't think I could function without them because they're a part of my everyday life and I don't just read for other people. If I need an insight of what's happening in my own day-to-day life and things that are happening, I go to the cards. They're like an old trusted friend and a guide to life. So this section of each episode is an introduction to the tarot and it's for beginners, regular readers and those who are just curious about this ancient means of divination and what it's all about. To accompany this feature there's a totally free downloadable guide on the meaning of all the cards in the tarot deck. They're on my website www.thespiritlevel.co.uk Feel free to download it and follow along every week. So now it's time for tarot. So before we start our journey around the meanings and symbolism in each of the tarot cards, it's really important to firstly understand the difference between the major arcana and the minor arcana cards. In a traditional tarot deck, there are 78 cards in total and they're divided into two groups. The major arcana, which has 22 cards and also known as the trumps, and the minor arcana, which has 56 cards. So the major arcana is where we're going to start our exploration because these are the cards that indicate the major themes in a reading and the main life lessons the receiver of the reading need to experience in relation to their situation. They also give the main advice as to how best navigate what may be going on in the bigger picture. 
and by contrast, the minor arcana cards indicate the day-to-day issues and the details of a situation and what the reader is experiencing directly and often temporarily. So the only unnumbered card in the deck is the Fool. And so this will be the start of our journey. It's the very beginning. There is a school of thought which states that the tarot is the tale of the journey of the soul to spiritual enlightenment. And a tarot reading is a guide to where the sitter or receiver of the reading is on their journey at that particular time. So the Fool represents the soul on its spiritual journey. And if you have a look at the card... The fool is usually shown as a beggar or a vagabond and he's wearing ragged clothes and stockings without shoes and he's carrying a stick on his back. But I personally see the fool as more of a pilgrim figure. So representing spirituality rather than material things. And the fool represents new beginnings, having faith in the future and the universe and the way to spiritual enlightenment. But also... It's about being inexperienced and not knowing what to expect, having a bit of beginner's luck, being able to improvise and believing in the universe in a positive, childlike and innocent way. The elemental energy of the fool is air and it does have a light, airy feel to the quality of the energy regarding it. It's also linked to the astrological signs of Aquarius, Gemini and Libra. So if you pick this card out of a deck, this may have particular relevance to people under those star signs. A quick mention about upright and reverse cards and what they mean. So an upright card means the card comes out of the deck the right way up and facing forwards. And reverse means the exact opposite. It comes out of the deck upside down or back to front. Now, some readers do reverse meanings and some don't, and also some decks have reverse meanings and some don't. Personally, I go on how the reading feels and I use my intuition to guide me as to which way I feel the card should read. I pay attention to whether it's come out upright or reversed, but I don't let it totally rule what I'm saying in the reading, if you get what I mean by that. So in any position... The fool signifies new beginnings, the start of a new path, innocence, taking a leap of faith and being original and spontaneous. Reverse-wise, it can mean the exact opposite of that, so not being spontaneous. A lack of direction, chaos, folly, naivety, poor judgment, stupidity and stubbornness. But I love this card because it is an exciting energy of new starts and new beginnings. So it doesn't mean being foolish. It means having enjoyment and excitement about the path that you're on. So that's the fool. In the next episode, we're going to look at card number one, which is the magician. That's all for episode two of The Spirit Level. Coming up on the next episode, we'll be looking at Bloodstone in Crystal Corner. We'll have some more of your questions and the featured card in Time for Tarot will be The Magician. So a big, big thank you to Richard, Gracie and The Oathkeeper for the questions this week. Much appreciated. A massive thank you to our host, Bud Sprout, for all their help, advice and support to the folks at Audacity and Ophonic for their technical help and a massive thank you to all of you for listening 
and downloading the episodes. Please, please, please subscribe and review us. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and CastBox or via your usual podcast provider. That's it for this week. I'll see you next time. Love ya.